Today we're here with a friend and home birth mama, Darcy, and welcome to the show, Darcy. Hi. Hi, Julia. Hi, Darcy. So we are so excited and so grateful for you to be here and to share your home birth stories and hospital birth story with um, with the listeners so they can hear a different perspective from another woman and maybe glean something from it. So I met you when you were having your third baby. Is that correct? So that I met you with Bo, correct? Yep. Was he number three? Yes. So he was number four. He was number four. Okay. I couldn't remember. (laughs) So let me ask you before, I don't want to just jump to number four just because I was there for that one, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's uh, start with why you decided to have a home birth in the first place. Okay. So, um, from the very beginning, I guess it was Dwayne and I, my husband, we had just began our journey of all things natural and organic. We were just starting to grow our own food and living a more healthy, clean lifestyle. We were just learning about all of these things. And so all of that was kind of just us starting with taking back our freedom of choice making ability. And so our very first baby was actually a planned hospital birth. We didn't have home birth planned from the very beginning, but I did have a natural birth planned, an unmedicated birth planned, and that was my goal for my first child, that I wanted to just do everything as natural as possible and try to eat as clean and organic as possible and just do that and have that experience in the hospital and so with the doctor that I had he was on board for all of that and I had given him all of my upfront this is what I would like and sure we can do that we'll be there to help you and support you and he was that way all the way through until the very end and then towards the end he started kind of mentioning little things about induction and little things about a C-section and and kind of turning a little bit towards that, maybe preparing me for, you know, well, if you're not able to go natural. And, and then it got stronger and stronger towards the end. And then it was to the point to where I was 30, 39 weeks when he wanted to induce me. And I just kind of you know, like to go natural, like I said, can I just wait? And he was not willing to let me wait. And he had said that the baby was going to be too large. And so my husband and I just kind of prayed about it. And he had told us that he was 99.9% sure I would end up with a C-section because my baby was so large. He was guessing around eight and a half pounds. And Throughout the pregnancy, you know, I've been studying a lot and learning a lot, and I did come across a documentary about home birth, and I'd watched that a few times, and so home birth was already kind of in the back of my mind, and my husband and I talked to a friend who we knew that had home birth, and we called up the midwife, and she said, well, you're a little too far along in the game, and I don't 
think I feel comfortable taking you, but here's a number to another midwife who might. And so I called her up and she wanted to meet. And so at 40 weeks, we decided we're going to have a home birth. (laughs) Wow. And was there something in the story? I remember, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like when you and Dwayne were telling me at one point, you heard something on the radio and you were in the car and the TV or something that was like, this is a sign and we're going to have a home birth or was yes, that? And that was with our next one because we oh. were like, okay, we had a home birth with this one. Now are we supposed to do it again? We, you know, we liked our experience, but we just wanted to hear from God. And then we turn on the radio and there was something on there about home birth. And it was all about talking about home birth and, we were like, okay, we're doing it again. (laughs) And then from then on, we just, we continued with it. But with our first baby, I ended up going into labor at 42 weeks. So it was two weeks past the estimated due date. And we had a baby boy on my husband's birthday and he was 11 and a half pounds. Wow. <laughs> Your first baby, 11 and a half pounds. But guess what? He wasn't too big to come out. Right. <laughs> Imagine that. And, and my husband got his first son on his birthday. Aww. So with us leaving the day up to God and the natural process, that was his birthday gift. So now forever they will share the same birthday and we remember the faithfulness of God. That's beautiful. That gives me chills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he was 11 and a half pounds, not one rip or tear. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. The human body or the woman, a woman's body is so amazing. Yes. Yeah. So how long were you in labor with uh, Asa? So I think it was probably around 16 hours. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not... Not too long, but, and I think I pushed for two hours. Okay. Might seem like a long time to people, but I feel like for me, from my experience, that's pretty normal for a first time mom. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And then as back to, you know, the natural birth and why that we chose that route after I had done it and after I had done it a couple of times, I really realized that that it's a natural and intimate experience, kind of like a wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's yours, and it's your experience, and for you to choose who that you want to be there and the loved ones that you might want to be there. And, and that there's things that interfere with the natural process, like unnecessary medical intervention is a a more obvious one but there's some less obvious ones that interfere like machines and lighting and strangers in and out and all of those unnatural things in the atmosphere that that are wonderful in emergencies but in the natural birthing process they bring inner disruptions that disrupt the body and the mind and so being at home surrounded by the ones and the things that you love bring this inner peace allowing your body to do what it was created to do that's so true just the smallest things like you said lights even 
the last yeah. birth that Christina and I were at Saturday, I, I just kept sensing the lights are too bright. The lights are too bright. And I looked over at Christina and I said, can you turn those lights off and just crack the bathroom door? So we just had, you know, just a soft little light coming through the crack of the door. And, and I don't know that it made all that much difference to the mom, but it did feel like a safer environment. And it felt like she had a little bit more, um, privacy and mm-hmm. felt more comfortable to kind of trust her body and just to let go and not hold back. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah, when we yeah. have those disturbances, it's so hard to be vulnerable enough to open up and let a baby out. So that's such a great point that you bring up. Yeah. I feel like it's things that maybe you don't even notice, but they, they are making a difference on the inside. Mm-hmm. For sure. So then you had an amazing 11 and a half pound baby for your yes. first birth. And then <laughs> you are pregnant again. Um, how many months later? Yes. So six months later, I got pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was 42 weeks also with him. So two weeks past the estimated due date. And I gave birth to another boy, and he was born in September. We had him outside on our deck in a birthing pool. Then we had tiki torches lit, and he was born under the stars, and it was beautiful. He was born in the amniotic sac, and that was my only baby to be born in the sac. And that was amazing just to see him come out in the sack and then watch the midwife pop the sack and it was amazing experience to be able to see all of that together and the way that the midwife popped the sack and then I held my baby in the pool under the stars wow it sounds magical he was was 11 and a half pounds also Wow. (laughs) wow oh my gosh wow yeah So, and no tears with that one either, huh? No, no, no tears. Big, healthy boy. And that was about the same, probably about the same time, around maybe 15 hours and a couple hours of pushing. So, Darcy, did you choose the same midwife for the second birth that you went with for the first? I did. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, I have. Yeah. So, I was just curious. at all of my births. Uh Uh-huh. Well, because you met her so late into your first birth, I was wondering like how you guys f- developed a relationship in those those two weeks that you had with her. Yeah, I really liked her. I trusted her wisdom and knowledge that was very obvious from the very beginning. And, and then not only that, but her trust in God and just the natural design of our bodies. She, she really comforted me that first day time because there was a lot of fear there since so late in the game I switched to a home birth and it was my first baby so I didn't know what to expect in all of the areas and she really brought a lot of comfort to me and she said if God put the baby in there then God's gonna get the baby out (laughs) and that was really the only thing that she said she was sure of that and so she won me over from the beginning (laughs) that's great So on to number three. So number three, 
let's see, I'm trying to think how many. <clears throat> Asa was born in 2009, and Jet was born in 2010, so Adriana was born in 2012. And we were nine days overdue with her, and this birth was such a beautiful birth because I feel like they're all beautiful, but this time I feel like I really was able to just let go and trust my body and what it was designed to do. And I had such a great experience with that, where I wasn't holding on to fear and control. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a huge difference in that birth where she was born in March and it was a pretty day. We were able to just walk around outside. It rained off and on and there's some woods behind our house and my husband and I would just walk through the woods and it was really peaceful. I remember sitting on the swing out back behind our house and just sitting there swinging and it was such a peaceful birth and I was so relaxed just being at home, walking around my yard and taking showers off and on whenever I felt like I wanted to. And um, it was just a really beautiful experience. And she was born nine and a half pounds. She was born in my shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember I was taking a shower and we have a slate tiled shower. And my midwife, she said, I think that this isn't the best place to have a baby because I was standing up and the shower's tiled and I decided I was not moving. (laughs) (laughs) And so she just grabbed a bunch of towels and put them down to make a softer landing. She didn't try to force me to move into any position. And so that was nice. Yeah. And my baby was born right there in the shower and the shower has a little bench. So after she came out, I just sat on the bench and held her and, it was beautiful, beautiful experience. Wow. And who caught her? Um, I think that it was my husband. The midwife and him were both right there so close. He's the one that handed her to me. So That's I, what, I, I thought I remembered that Dwayne caught her. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a little bit more space between baby two and three than how much space between three and four. So Adriana was born in 2012 and then Bo was born in 2014. And this was the birth that I met you. So I was working with your midwife at this point and she introduced me to you and just I was so so excited and so honored that I was invited to be on that journey with you and and what a blessing you were in my life and so prenatal care was amazing and getting to know you and your family and then I remember showing up to a prenatal visit before um, the other midwife did and you answered the door and then you you kind of like went off to the bathroom and (laughs) and then the other midwife got there and your husband said um you know Marlene could you Darcy wants you back in the in the bathroom and lo and behold when you had answered the door when I was standing there your water broke (laughs) (laughs) 
perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. So do you mind sharing this birth story with us now? So this one was Bo, and he was three weeks past the estimated due date. <laughs> and so it took a lot of patience because he was supposed to be born before Christmas, and Christmas came and went, and New Year's came and went. <laughs> 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 and he was finally born January 9th. Wow. And so, yeah, it took a lot of patience and just trusting that everything was going to be okay and that my body and my baby knew when the perfect time was. And so just shutting out all of the fears that you hear and then fears that other people had just with me going so long. And I just really had to trust with him and be patient, obviously, because you're just so ready by that point. <laughs> and then to go three more weeks. And so that took a lot of patience and trust. And it ended up being perfect. And you guys came right when I was in labor that day. And it was a beautiful birth. He was also 11 and a half pounds and no tear. So... That's just unbelievable to me. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. And I don't know why, but the, there's something that always sticks out or pops out in my head when I think about that labor and birth story. And I remember that your husband, you know, does remodeling and he had this like sticky saran wrap <laughs> that he covered all the carpets with. <laughs> I remember walking through going, wow, this is, this is a really good idea. I'm going to have to remember this. <laughs> and it actually did really serve a good purpose because I remember you were, I think, transitioning and one of the midwives in the room asked you to pee. Like you hadn't peed in a while or something. And I think, I don't know if I remember this correctly, but maybe you tried to go to the bathroom, to the toilet, and you couldn't, but then you walk back to the side of the bed, and you just stop there at the side of the bed, and you just pee. <laughs> <laughs> See, my husband knows me. That's why he put the... <laughs> That's why he put the carpet roll down. He's so funny. He's done that for every birth. He rolls it all through the house and everywhere. It's like his way of nesting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And he's passed that on to other men. Make sure that you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and get this. <laughs> it's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah. So just to let everybody know that it's normal to pee wherever you need to pee <laughs> when you're in labor. Yes. And then that and too, I have such large babies that there's always an extra amount of blood. And so my husband knows that and he's prepared in that way because there's blood everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that was always a reoccurring theme with you, the the large babies and your uterus got a little bit tired afterwards, so you bled a little bit more than the average. But that was an, that brings up another good thing that I had never seen a midwife do before was you had had Bo and you were doing your little bleeding thing that you do and Marlene looked at 
well, I think you were holding Bo and she said, why don't you try to latch him? Because, you know, stimulating the nipples will stimulate oxytocin and help your uterus contract. And, and then she looked at your husband, Dwayne, and she said, Dwayne, can you nurse on the other breast? And I stood there and I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, she always knew what to do. And eventually it would always work. And we've never had to intervene in any way that wasn't natural. So I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. It was amazing. And he just, without hesitation, just stepped up to the plate. (laughs) I'll bet he did. I got all these women watching me. I'm going to do my job. (laughs) But again. That is amazing. The the way that God designed our bodies for that. Your body to produce the oxytocin right right as you're nursing or getting the nipple stimulation. And so it really is an effective method. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was incredible. So. Yeah, I mean, you were you did great, and your bleeding stopped, and it was such an amazing birth. And then you had your last home birth. No, that was your last home birth. You had your last baby. Yes, that was my last home birth. And then with my last baby, number five, she was a planned home birth all throughout the whole pregnancy. And then at the very end... She ended up being a hospital birth. I believe I was 40 weeks when I was getting a checkup from one of the midwives, and she said that the baby's heart rate was low, and she recommended that I go get an ultrasound, which is something that I usually didn't do. And so I went, and when I went to get the ultrasound, she said that I had polyhydramnus, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah which is just um, a lot of extra amniotic fluid, which could bring a lot of potential risks, they say. And one of those is extra bleeding. And with the midwives knowing that I already had extra bleeding and I already have large babies, they recommended that I be closer to the hospital. They gave me some options, either go to a hotel, be closer to a hospital than you are, at your home or be in the hospital or if you want to go through with the home birth then we'll stick with you through that this is what we recommend and so we prayed about it and we just decided that if we needed to be closer to the hospital then we would just be there and we had a great doctor who was supportive of the natural birth that worked with the midwife and So I went in labor, and we kind of waited as long as we could, and then we went to the hospital. And this is, it's kind of, I was disappointed to not be able to have my home birth because home birth is all that I had ever done, and I really loved it and was super comfortable. But at the same time, I was okay with what I had to do and being in the hospital I was just a little I guess I had extra fears because I just didn't know what to expect in the hospital now because you know most people would feel more fears being at home I felt more fears being in the hospital because it was new to me and so when I was there 
my midwives were there by my side and the doctor kept coming in and out and things were moving very slow. And then she started suggesting a little Pitocin and, you know, (laughs) the protocol of hospital births, which is understandable. That's their way. But, um, I just kept on saying, no, I want to, I want to go a little longer. Can you let me go a little longer? I'll walk around some more. And, we did that probably three times. She would come back in and try to talk to me into the Pitocin. And, and then she said, okay, I'll give you one more try. And she probably was, you know, it was late. She was probably wanting to get home, which is understandable. <laughs> but I just, I really wanted to go the natural route and do it how I'd been doing it. And so I called one of my midwives who was not there yet. And I I was in the bathroom and I said, this is what she's saying. She's going to give me one more try. What do you think I should do? I felt pressured kind of. And um, my midwife said, well, you're in a different atmosphere and you're probably just not letting go and resting like you do at home. And she said, so you need to have some nipple stimulation and just rest and relax and do nipple stimulation to get the oxytocin flowing and get things going. And so again, my husband and I <laughs> go in the bathroom and do our thing, do the nipple stimulation. And I just rested. I had printed out some verses and different things and it was and like five minutes later and I was contracting very strong and they were coming very strong and it was not long after that that she was born so that was just amazing I was able to have her unmedicated and um, she was 11 pounds 5 ounces and it was it was amazing and I feel like that was a beautiful birth also because it's my birth and so I feel like everyone probably feels that way about their birth it's their birth and meeting your baby how could it not be amazing I had a great experience there were just some extra added things you know with people coming in and out and but um yeah that was baby number five wow that is incredible (laughs) and You know, you were talking earlier about how just the smallest thing can interrupt labor. Mm -hmm. And here is a perfect example. You know, you because you said that you were well established in labor before you headed to the hospital, right? Yes, I was. I was having contractions regularly and it slowed down, almost stopped when I got there and when I was in that room. Mm -hmm. And that went on for a while hours yeah I was wondering that as well how long of a time did the doctor give you because you said she kept coming in and out and wanting to start Pitocin I mean how much time had gone by before she started pushing that I don't remember exactly but I feel like it was at least four hours I feel like that's not even no much time at all no (laughs) no not at all wow And good for you for, you know, standing your ground and being brave to excuse yourselves into the bathroom (laughs) and do what you knew would work. You know, that that takes some courage and bravery to 
to do that. I commend you for that. Yeah, it did. And I feel like because she was my fifth baby, I had that confidence. I don't know how I would have felt going in, you know, my first or second, because I know there is a lot of pressure there and you're already battling fears. And so I feel like I was strong because I had already done it so many times. And it was amazing to see everyone come in and there were so many people in the room surrounding just wanting to see me have birth naturally, I guess. <laughs> Isn't it crazy when there's a natural birth in the hospital, <laughs> everybody flocks to that room because it's so rare anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a twin and- birth that I was a doula for in the hospital because her husband wasn't comfortable with home birth. And even though the doctor still made her deliver in the operating room, she didn't have any medication. She was going natural. And there were so many gawkers in the room just staring at her because they had never seen a twin birth without medication. And I looked at the doctor (laughs) and I said, do you think it's necessary to have this many people staring at her? And he goes, Oh, wow. I didn't even notice. And he turned around and he looked in the room and he goes, if you are not necessary, get out of this operating room right now. <laughs> Good for him. Wow. So I was really yeah, glad that he advocated it. for yeah. my client. But but yeah, you're right. Everybody just flocks to the room when they hear natural birth. Yeah, it was. There were so many people in there. And thankfully, after she was born, everything was fine. She did have a little complication at first with her blood sugar and then once I once I nursed her everything went right to normal and so it was that was just another cool thing but people always ask me how I manage the pain of birth especially with such large babies and of course there's so many things to consider when it comes to pain level but I felt like just looking over all of my births, that the biggest thing, if I could pick one thing, would be mind control. So do you want to say more about that? Mind control as far as the pain management goes. Mm -hmm. Birth is, it's a natural experience, but it's also a spiritual experience. And the natural side of it is like an athletic event. I kind of like to compare it to that. And every professional athlete will tell you that the strength of your mind plays a bigger role than any other physical strength. So my smoothest and easiest bursts were the ones that I was able to really control my mind, just focus on truths of God and be in prayer and pray for other laboring women around the world. I would imagine mamas in remote villages and huts breathing through contractions with me and that really helped me with pain management and just when I could trust my body and what it was designed to do that it was created for this and that I was made for this then I wouldn't fight up against the next upcoming contractions but be able to relax and tell myself that this is good like here comes one and this is good and just whisper to myself that I could do all things through Christ and just really, because I feel like you kind of go internal anyways. So just being able to speak to myself and speak to myself, self truths. And that was 
the greatest epidural that I could give myself. And then that oxytocin rush when I met my baby face to face, I don't think you can ever find anything that compares to it. Wow. I agree. That's incredible to hear you say like you're praying for other laboring women as you're laboring. How powerful. Yeah. Your sister's in solidarity. Yeah. I feel like it just took the focus off of myself and just to, you know, you realize that I'm not alone mm-hmm. and other women are doing this at this exact moment all over the world. And it gave you strength. It gave me strength. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. All the podcasts that we've done so far, which aren't a whole lot, but that has come up in every one of them that surrendering makes labor feel so much uh, more manageable. And yes. when you fight it, that that's when it really becomes painful. And it's, you know, I always tell my clients this, it, it is a mind game. It's a matter of figuring out how to surrender. And it's really beautiful to hear your way of surrendering. Yeah, that's definitely, it's just observing all of my births. I know that to be a fact, just the surrender, that's the biggest part of it. And I feel like just birth and being able to carry a child and and give birth to an eternal soul is really one of the greatest pictures of Christ's love, just like a sacrificial love and a laying down of yourself. It's such a great picture of that. And I don't know if there is another earthly picture as powerful as that. So being able to be a part of that is such an amazing thing. That is. Darcy, you have such an incredible outlook. You're, it's just beautiful hearing you talk. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. You are such a blessing to so many. And I'm so grateful that you you shared your story. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Um, I think I probably have shared everything other than I would like to say just the midwives are an amazing piece to this thing also they're just amazing they're angels they really are just what they do and being there with their wisdom and trust and support even after the baby the friendships and the bonds it's something that you don't get in the hospital experience and that other side to home birth is one of the things about it that I really love is just the relationship with the midwives and they come next to you and just support you through the whole process and they're so sacrificial in their service, the way that they're just there for you. It doesn't matter what time of day, what time of night, and it's beautiful. So I'm thankful for that. Thank you. It is amazing to have such supportive women in our lives. And I remember receiving a card from you in the mail after you had Bo that said, thank you for being one of the birth angels on my birth team. And I was just, I remember getting it and just crying because it was just such a beautiful 
thing, you know, I just, I feel so humbled and so honored to be invited on somebody's journey. Um, it's, it's really neat. It's really amazing, um, how you showed your appreciation, appreciation. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else, Darcy, before we wrap it up? I think that's it. Anything your husband would say since he wasn't here with us? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) This would have been a much longer podcast. (laughs) He would have had a lot of things to say. (laughs) He would have a lot to say. (laughs) No, I feel like he was just very supportive. And, you know, husbands are great. They just, they kind of are just there and whatever you want me to do and it's nice. <laughs> Whatever you do, make was... sure the carpet is covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the carpet covered and <laughs> yeah, cooking the food and yeah, he was very supportive and I'm blessed for sure for that. He was supportive of whatever it is that I wanted or needed. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we are so, so thankful that you were able to join us on the podcast today, and we look forward to getting comments and uh, maybe having you on again. We're so excited um, to hear all that you shared with us. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Darcy. Thank you. All right. Well, we will talk with you soon, Darcy. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So I think that kind of wraps it up for this episode of the Home Birth Experience. We are so excited that you're listening and enjoying. Please subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Rate and review. You can find us at clevelandhomebirth.com, Instagram at Cleveland Home Birth, Facebook at Cleveland Home Birth. Christina, it's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun, Julia. Till next time, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>